Steve Shepard here. Welcome. There's been a lot of chatter lately about the fact that the four largest shipping companies in the world, Maersk, Costco, MSC, and CMACGM, have all been hit by cyber attacks. And in the last couple of weeks, the International Maritime Organization was also attacked. And while these attacks are important and they make for good press, an element of the story that's been lost in the noise is that there have been five successful ransomware attacks in 2020 alone, two of them in January and May against the same company, the Toll Group in Australia. Then, in July, Garmin was hit and reportedly paid a multi-million dollar ransom to recover their data and get their services back online. In August, it was the Carnival Line And in September, the attack on CMA-CGM was in fact a ransomware attack. Targeted ransomware assaults are becoming a greater and greater problem, but more and more they appear to be specifically targeting maritime assets. Gary Kessler is one of the world's foremost authorities on cybersecurity. He specializes in maritime issues, and in light of recent activity, we thought it would be good to have a conversation about what's fast becoming a clear and present danger to the shipping industry, including not only vessels, but port facilities and multimodal transport as well. Can you kind of remind our listeners what a ransomware attack is and sort of who's doing them? So ransomware is a situation where somebody gets into your computer or your server, what have you, and they're able to infect your system with a certain type of malware that essentially locks up all of your files. It encrypts the files and makes them unavailable to you. You then get a message where they are charging you a fee to unlock the files, which of course, this is the ransomware. They have kidnapped your files and you have to pay a ransom to get them back. In almost all cases, you are paying by some sort of cryptocurrency. Bitcoin tends to be a popular cryptocurrency for this. And if you're not sure how to use uh, Bitcoin, there's actually help desk and or help files that the ransomware perpetrators will provide for you so that you can learn how to build a Bitcoin wallet, how to put money into the wallet and how to transfer it to them securely. And in a lot of cases, the ransomware people will actually give you your files back because they actually, they're they're not really after you. They just want your money. These are crooks and this is their business. And in a lot of cases, certainly not all, but in a lot of cases, if they charge you a ransom and then you pay and they then don't give you the key to your files, you're going to go on social media And you're going to say, hey, I got hit by this ransomware. Don't pay the ransom because they're not giving you, you know, your files back. And it basically shuts your your, your ransomware campaign down. But since this is a business for you, you want people to know that you're an honorable crook. So let's assume that somebody gets hit by a ransomware attack. Other than paying the ransom, is there any other way to get out from under one of these things? Well, It turns out very recently, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA from DHS and the multi-state ISAC uh, jointly just produced a document on a guide to, uh, to ransomware. And of course, they spend way more than half the guide talking about prevention and ways to be sure that you don't get hit by ransomware. And of course, that's basically Cybersecurity 101. They then do talk about response mechanisms, including 
detecting when some sort of ransomware event is going on, how to isolate those systems so that it doesn't spread to other systems. So containment, eradication, and all that kind of stuff. And it turns out that paying the ransom is very, very controversial. Even if you have an honorable crook who will give you the key to your files if you pay them the ransom, the whole idea is, is this the way you should be responding to somebody who is, you know, engaging criminal activity? There are some mechanisms uh, for some of the ransomware campaigns where you can get decryptor software because it's available. Um, many of the ransomware campaigns, however, those things don't exist. And the people that are charging the ransomware, the, the general MO is that you get a notification that you've been hit and they want a certain amount of money. If you don't pay the certain amount of money within a few days, they double the amount of money they want. And if you don't pay within, let's say, a week or so, they destroy the key for you to recover your files. So they're basically putting you under the gun saying, you think you're going to take responsive mechanisms? Well, you better be doing it pretty quick because we're going to destroy your files. And it turns out that many of these ransomware campaigns, there actually is no way to defeat them other than paying the ransom, which is not my way of giving the advice saying to pay the ransom. But the point is that this is why paying ransom is very controversial. So there are really sort of two approaches here. One is wait until it happens and try to recover, which, as you've just pointed out, is not always the best solution. The other, of course, is to take steps to... I'm not going to say prevent because that's not possible, but to reduce the potential that you might be attacked. So what should organizations or individuals, for that matter, do to try to minimize their vulnerability and what kind of steps should they be taking? Well, unfortunately, about the only thing you can do, as I've already alluded to, is do your cybersecurity 101 really, really well and have good cyber hygiene practices. Make sure that everybody in the organization has the appropriate level of cyber awareness and that includes don't click on things, anything that just doesn't look right. You know, query people. Um, if you get an email from somebody in the organization that is somebody you know and all that kind of stuff, but the email just looks weird, pick up the phone and call them and ask them, did you really ask me to do this? And in many cases, the more panicked and urgent the email coming to you requesting that you do something weird, that's the bigger red flag. And in an organization that has good cyber practices, nobody is going to get angry at you because you made a follow-up phone call or even a follow-up email to make sure that the original requested email that looked weird, they're, they're not going to be bothered that you're checking. It's the appropriate thing to do. Is there a reason for the uptick? Offhand, no. It may be that people are discovering that maritime assets are at risk and that it is a target-rich environment and it's not at a level of cyber protection that it needs to be. So in some ways, maritime may be coming to notice by cyber criminals because it's a low-hanging fruit. Thank you, Gary. If you'd like more information about ransomware attacks and other threats to the maritime supply chain, have a look at our new book, Maritime Cybersecurity, A Guide for Leaders and Managers. It's available on Amazon.